Welcome to the Deep Bruce Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. Thanks for tuning in this week. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And today we're going to be talking about my personal favorite. This is my movie pick. The one and only House of a Thousand Corpses, directed by Rob Zombie. And I just have one question for you guys. Who's your daddy? So, House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, released in 2003. Um, this is a pretty infamous movie, I would say. I mean... Oh, absolutely. It, you know, it. I did look it up. It only has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that is literally appalls me. And, I am disgusted. And I know that when it first came out, it obviously got bad reviews, which I get. Nobody had experienced anything like this before. Which is was, why I love it. Exactly. I mean, this was Rob Zombie's directorial debut, um, and nobody knew what to make of it. And, you know, since it does, since then it has, of course, had its cult following. There are Rob Zombie fans everywhere. Um, he's made two sequels to it, obviously. He remade Halloween and made a sequel to that. Um, so he's very well known, obviously, and all his movies are. But I still can't believe that even today it has a 20%. Like, what's what? What? Come on, people. Come on, people. I meet people all the time who say, oh, I've never heard of House of a Thousand Corpses. And I'm like, have you heard of Devil's Rejects? And they're like, oh, my God, yeah, Rob Zombie. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so old. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I... So one of the reasons this movie is so important to me, I'll get into a little history of that before we get started, because I think it's important to know um, why I personally picked this as my first choice, um, just me, of the podcast, because everything else we've collaborated on, but this was my choice, and my dad was born on Halloween, He is the reason that I grew up watching horror films, and I remember when I was 10 years old, my dad had this movie on VHS, and we would watch it literally once a week. Like, I'm not even kidding. And the funniest thing to me is the only part that he would fast forward through of this entire movie is Grandpa's comedy routine. (laughs) I could watch people get brutally murdered. I could watch them get their scalp carved off. I could watch them be thrown in these dirty caskets. But I cannot watch someone say, Eat your mama's pussy! (laughs) Well, okay, let's be honest for a moment. That's the worst part of the movie. Yeah. For me. I Truly. I don't enjoy it. I don't think it's funny. And the fact that Jerry is, like, cracking the fuck up, I'm like, shut up. You deserve everything that happens from now on. Yeah. And from we both on agree. Out. We'll talk more about that later. But, yeah. So, I just, uh, I just wanted to share that little story. Um, it was something very important to my dad and I. And, um, after I lost him two years ago, I had gotten him a Bill Mosley autograph from The Devil's Rejects. And he told a friend of his that whenever he passed away, he wanted to be buried with it. And so 
that's something really special that I got to do for him. Um, and he got to give me my love for horror movies and Halloween. So that's just something you guys can know about me so we can all feel a little closer doing this. But yeah, I am uh, incredibly excited to be talking about this movie with you guys today. And yeah, so let's get into it. Okay, so uh, I kind of want to talk about a little production info first because I think it's so interesting, like how this movie was made. So we talked a little bit about Rob Zombie. A lot of people know him, you know, as a director and also, of course... A musician. A musician, you know, Hellbilly Deluxe. (laughs) White Zombie, Rob Zombie, everything he's ever laid his hands on, I love. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm obsessed with him. And I totally, totally agree on that. He is amazing. Um, He's a horror king. Yeah, I mean, even people who don't know him, really, or don't like him, know at least Living Dead Girl. Yeah. You know, everyone knows that song. Or has heard of one of his movies. Exactly. Or even heard his name. He's an icon, for sure. Yeah, 100%. So, um, production originally started in 2000. Um, and I did look a little bit of this stuff up, but I've known a lot of this for a while because this movie has meant a lot to me for a long time. My dad is also a huge Rob Zombie fan, but I think a lot of Midwestern dads are. Yeah. Um, so I kind of grew up with his movies too. So production started in 2000 and it was originally picked up by Universal Studios who on first watch, uh, dropped it and didn't want it anymore, and then Rob Zombie bought back the rights to his own film, which is, like, almost unheard of in the film industry. He bought back the rights, filmed some other scenes, like, uh, a lot of the cutaways of, like, baby just talking, or, like, little scenes that feel very music video, or just oh, random kind of scenes favorite that, scenes? Yes. <laughs> the scenes that feel, uh, very out of place, those are, he did those afterward, and then it was eventually... Uh, picked up and released with Lionsgate. And then, of course, several years later, Universal Studios decided to make a Halloween Horror Nights thing based on House of a Thousand Corpses after they dropped the movie. Which I went to. Um, it was amazing. I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my dream in life. Halloween Horror Nights. Somebody please, please take me. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it was shelved for three years while... Um, after uh, Universal dropped it and before Rob Zombie finished it and eventually sold it to uh, Lionsgate. Um, one of the saddest parts about all of it is that in that shelving process, all of the background info, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff, all of the making of, everything was lost. All the deleted scenes. There will never be anything more than what we have right now. There will never be a director's cut. There will never be an extended edition. There will never be extra behind-the-scenes info. That was all just lost. And that is one of the saddest fucking things, is we will never get extra of this movie because it was just lost to time. And we're never going to get anything more than what we have now for that movie. And that fucking blows. That is just devastating because I've... You know, as, as much as it breaks my heart, it's also like... That's pretty fucking iconic. You know, like, I'm... Instead of being sad about it, I'm gonna be like, what other movies? Like, I don't have any of this stuff. And it's, like, gives it this air of mystery. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's that's fucking sad, but it kind of makes me love it more. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it makes what we have even more 
um, precious because yeah. we're, we don't have anything else. That's what we have, and we're gonna we're not gonna take for granted what we have. But then, of course, when he did his sequel, Devil's Rejects, there's like an hour and a half long making of documentary um, because he was also very devastated to lose all that background info. Yeah, and, you know, he worked he worked so hard on that fucking movie, and I think every every piece of that shows. Yes, truly. absolutely. All right. Let's talk about how the movie starts. Yes, I think the beginning of this movie, it sets the tone so well. Rob Zombie knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows exactly how he wants you to feel. And it kicks itself off with a bang. Uh, pun intended. Um, it, you, you jump right into that Rob Zombie dialogue, which is very specific to him it is crude crass vulgar so vulgar <laughs> and not that i'm saying anything bad about that no. but it's just it you it's can distinct hit. yeah it is very distinct you know his dialogue and you obviously start off with i mean legendary wonderful sid, sid haig in his probably his greatest performance of course um, captain spaulding captain we love him and we get to see his little uh, commercial was one of the first things we see. <laughs> it just this tastes, tastes so damn good. good. So, uh, and my that was... used to say that all the oh time. Oh my god, I bet. Oh that was one of the things that was filmed after. I think a lot of it was filmed in, like, Rob Zombie's basement or something. Oh, that's amazing. That makes it even better. Yeah. And uh, we get the first little... His little bow tie that, like... <laughs> I uh, I want that bow tie real bad. So yeah, we're in this um, gas station slash fried chicken joint slash oddities museum slash horror ride. Guys, there's a lot Murder going ride. on. Murder ride. Murder ride. There's a lot going on here. Okay. Yes. So this is the first glimpse we get to see of this little roadside attraction. And someone tries to rob it. Which is a... Spoiler alert. Dumb fucking idea. Why? Why'd you pick that gas station? Why? There's, like, a creepy, like, clown, like, flailing fried chicken outside. Like, Like, there's a guy dressed as a clown who's terrifying. I mean... Why is this... Why why this one? I don't know. He's literally covered in blood. Yeah, grease paint. That's very creepy. And Sid Haig, (laughs) his performance is amazing, of course. Captain Spaulding's kind of playing around, and he's pissed, of course, that these people are in his face, but he's still kind of playing around with them a little until he says, till the, one of the robber guys says, I hate clowns, and you just see Sid Haig's face just fall. His face is iconic. Don't you fucking dare say anything bad about clowns to Captain Spaulding, because that will be, like, the last thing you say. <laughs> and I just love the way his face is just like, what the fuck did you say? You hate what now? it was a really fun start to the movie got blood all over my good clown suit (laughs) (laughs) and the editing is insane it's very music video style it just throws you right into what rob zombie is trying to do with this movie and he's trying to make you uncomfortable and it works from the very first fucking scene (laughs) absolutely he is so great uh best soundtrack probably to any movie um (sighs) Or it's either this or Devil's Rejects. Right. I mean, how dare you? You played 
all a free bird. Yeah. All of it. All of it. How dare you. When people say play free bird, that's what they meant. Yeah. Rob Zombie got it. He did that for us. He didn't have to go that hard, but he went that fucking hard. For us. Yes. Amen. (laughs) And then uh, once we get into... I mean, I guess technically, if you're going by regular movie standards, these four teenagers would be our main characters. <laughs> of course, after this movie, we know who the main characters are, and <laughs> instead of, like, scene-stealing antagonists, they're taking center stage, uh, the Firefly family. Uh, but we see these four teenagers, who I guess for this first movie would be considered our main characters, because they're the quote-unquote protagonists. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I don't know anybody who's rooting for them. No. No. Not a single person. No. Um, and one of them is Rain Wilson, a.k.a. Dwight from The Office. A.k.a. in this movie, Bill. Yeah. And they also, Space Boy and Fish Boy. And Fish they give Boy. him a lot of nicknames. <laughs> he gets he gets it bad in this movie, but not as bad as the others. Because he, he's off pretty quickly, and the others last for a while. And yeah, they were, so like, much. tortured. Yeah, and he, he was tortured for a few hours, but then he died. Yeah, he he did get it pretty easy. Uh, then we have Chris Hardwick, who played Jerry. We hate Jerry. I hate Jerry. He's such a fucking idiot. He's a misogynist. He's sexist. He's stupid. And, I mean, one of the <laughs> worst parts about these so-called protagonists is that the two girls the only thing they're given in the whole movie is complaining and bitching the whole time the entire time like they are the worst but that's how they were written yeah so they were only given you know be bitchy and all they do is bitch and so you don't feel bad for him of course which is fine but we hate jerry he's so stupid <sighs> but he does give us the dr satan ah, dr satan Wakey, wakey, eggs and burger. <laughs> you do that really well. Thank you. I've only seen it a million goddamn times. <laughs> um, and I just, so they get to Captain Spaulding's little, um, you know, it roadside, roadside attraction. <laughs> slash gas station slash fried chicken joint. <laughs> and of course the girls are just bitching, which whatever. Um, the guys are really into it. Uh, I would be really into it. I'm 100% not gonna lie. They would sucker me the actual fucking... Why are these... I would have bought everything. Why are these girls even with these guys? They clearly have nothing in common. They all hate each other. Uh, All those people in that car hate each other. If my boyfriend wanted to go to someplace like that, he's like, oh my god, let's do the murder ride. I'd be like, yes. And you wouldn't be like... Thank you. Murder ride? I don't want to go on a murder ride. Let's just get that. Fuck you. Honestly, though, I mean, they'd still be alive. (laughs) Nah, probably not. That's not the point. (laughs) That's not the point. It's the destination. It's the journey, not the destination. Right. It's not a marathon. (laughs) It's a sprint. (laughs) It's a marathon, not a sprint. Jess is not okay. I'm fine. So after they leave, uh, they... Get a flat tire, which we all know RJ shoots it out, but they don't know that. (laughs) And so they get invited back to the Firefly house, and they are so fucking rude to these people. Like, I know that they're murderous killers and fucked up fuckers, but they don't know that. And why are these girls so fucking rude? Who does that mean? 
Let's talk about Sherry Moon Zombie. What a fucking amazing first appearance. Her cowboy hat, her wet all over. Long brown trench coat, her Ugh. curls, her like iconic blonde curls. And her voice. Ugh, yes. The fir- Her on screen for the first time changed movies. Yes. I'm just going to say that. I think it, it awakened a lot of, uh... Sexual feelings. Yep, awakened a lot of bisexuality <laughs> in a lot of us females. Yes. Um, because, yeah. I, uh, yes. Yes, ma'am, yes, God. Yes, God. But anyways, um, yeah, so, I mean, she was kind of, like, flirting with the guys in front of those women, and they were already bitchy, and I'm not saying that they were not rude, but, I mean, she was, like, Trying their glasses on, sitting on their laps, licking their hot chocolate. Okay, but she didn't see the hot chocolate part, first of all. (laughs) And it just, like, they put on this show later, and Sherry Moon Zombie's doing this little Betty Boop drag kind of uh, performance. And she's, it's so great. And you can tell that, like, okay, set aside the fact that this is a murderous family in a horror movie. This is still a family doing some kind of Halloween tradition, and they're these two girls are just like, ah, this is so stupid. And just like, yeah. no, she's putting on a good-ass performance, and you are guests, and they are, like, go fuck yourself. And Mother Firefly was so proud of her. Oh, she loved she her She loved it. Yeah. And yeah. it was so sad to see them. We, we're standing up for these kids. Wow, yeah. People are going to think uh, bad things about us. Listen, we don't condone this stuff in real life. But this is cinema. But this is cinema. This is these, art, baby. These characters, if you watch these movies, it's obvious that you're supposed to root for these characters. And I'm sorry, but Sherry Moon Zombie is too hot not to root for. Absolutely. And we haven't mentioned Otis Driftwood, uh, you know, played by Bill Mosley. And he just has this unbelievable, unhinged performance for Otis that is just so fucking good. And, you know, I love him and his performance in this so much that I have it tattooed on my body. She does. She has him in his high priest uniform. And he made it his profile picture on Facebook, so... Bill Mosley, I'm going to tag you in this on Twitter. I hope you remember me. We've met at a couple conventions. The autograph, um, like I said, that you gave me is with my dad forever. And you mean the world to me. So thank you for what you've done for horror fans everywhere. Not just for your work with Rob Zombie. We love Chop Top. Oh my we gosh, love yes. every role you've been in. Uh, so, Bill Mosley, I hope you're listening to this. That would make my whole life. Silent and I love Night, you. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. <laughs> yes, I, I even, also... Even just, Halloween, where I was like, oh fuck, I forgot Bill Mosley. Oh my god, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's everywhere. He's in the fucked up version of it, but yeah. I mean, yeah. But yes, just an iconic per- person, an iconic performer, and just a good guy all around yeah sorry we had to go off on that tangent i could have gone longer but we'll we'll move on yes (laughs) and of course uh we love you know we love all the the rob zombie family you can see a lot of the same actors in all his movies and we love that (laughs) i absolutely love that it's one of my favorite things he's just like the adam sandler way yeah absolutely (laughs) the adam sandler of horror yep oh my god rob zombie is the adam sandler of horror 
Yep. Because you have to kind of be in the niche to really like him. And some people really hate him and some people really love him. And if you really love him, you think he's attractive, even though, like, (laughs) just, (laughs) like, walking down the street, you might not think, oh, my God, he's so sexy, but I am in love with both of them. Yeah. Even Adam Sandler and his little egghead. (laughs) He is my king. I love him so much. We're having an Adam Sandler party one day, and I'm going to be little Nikki. I'm going to be... Donnie Burger. Donnie Burger. <laughs> if you don't know these movies, you need to go watch them. Go Stop watch listening them. to this podcast. Come back to it. You have more important things to do. Apparently, yeah. Because you got to <laughs> go watch Adam Sandler. You need to be cultured. Yeah. He's he's king. He's king, man. We are going off on a tangent. We love doing that. <laughs> I, I do know. that a lot. Uh, it all makes so, sense. Rob Zombie is the Adam Sandler of horror. That's fucking that's trademarked. Canon. Yeah, that's trademarked. That's canon. That's you can't take that. You We're can't. gonna put that on a t-shirt, and nobody can fight that. We're putting it on a koozie, bitch. Koozies, koozie pins, buttons, stickers, jackets, jeans, wallet, your face tattoo. <laughs> I'm a tattooed on your face. Have you seen? Never mind. That's a whole other tangent. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, let's go. Let's okay, go. back to the movie. <laughs> okay, so we are. Uh, so after they, you know, the family supposedly helps them. Of course, then we get the great scene where they're out in the rain and the car gets surrounded and tiny busts open that window and just yeets that girl right out the window and Dwight gets bashed in the head. And it's a fucking intense scene. All the scarecrows yes. come to life. The editing in this movie is really cool. It yeah. really is. And I mean, I think a lot of people maybe don't like it or whatever. Very music video style, as I've said before. But I just really like it. I do. I think it's just so interesting. And it really keeps, you know, especially for its time. Nobody had done shit like this. Yeah. Nobody expected the depravity of it all. Yeah. And I think... We knew something was wrong very early on as the audience. Like, we knew that this family was not right. And we still liked them, and we still wanted to know more about them. And I think when we had the the dinner scene where we met Tiny, and they all came out in masks, and, you know, I think that was a really important scene to kind of get an idea of how crazy this family is. Because they bring out the... The child in the jar, and like... And you can definitely tell that um, this was inspired by Texas Chainsaw, and even Rob Zombie has said that a lot of his inspiration for this kind of movie came from that. And I even had uh, the thought rewatching it this time, Tiny is the Leatherface of the family. Because Uh, Leatherface is honestly... and This is is headcanon to me, and I'll fight people who don't believe it. Leatherface, in 90% of all the Texas Chainsaw movies, is a sweet loving boy who does not want to hurt anyone and is manipulated by his family where people are just breaking into his house and he doesn't know what to do and he is just a sweet simple boy and honestly I feel that Tiny is the leather face of the Firefly family. I feel so bad for Tiny. Like you said he doesn't want to hurt anybody. He like let that girl go. Yeah, he this. just wants to eat and wear his cheap-ass Halloween costume shirt. Yeah. And watch his TV and, you know, he, he just loves his... Krispies. He loves his family, but he is just, you know, he's a victim of circumstance. Yeah. I love Tiny. I Me think too. that that actor was amazing. Um, I think I read 
they had to custom make his overalls um, because he's such a large actor, and it was like three hundred dollars to oh make a pair gosh. of overalls that fit him. Wow. It's a lot of material. That guy is, I don't even know how tall, but he is super tall. And yeah. I think he passed a few years after yeah. uh, House, um, after Devil's Rejects came out, which is very sad. Yeah, he was amazing, though. Yes. But, uh, um, yeah, I was just going to say I love the, the dinner scene where they're all kind of getting to know each other, and they're asking questions about Dr. Satan, and he's like, boy, I fe- bet you'd stick your f- your head in fire if I told you you could see hell. I do love that line. And I just love, again, here we go, Bill Mosley and his acting. And the whole family dynamic is amazing. It really I is. truly love the way that they all acted together. And that's... It felt authentic of a really weird, fucked up family. Like, I felt like I was really seeing some disconjointed real shit you could tell they all all these actors you know worked so well together and like just said you, you don't a person watching a horror movie you're not supposed to root for the killers usually i mean unless you're a deep horror fan like we are but part of the reason that you just instantly want to root for the firefly family and love them so much is partially because of the charismatic actors and performances how can you hate these people when they, these actors, Bill Mosley and Sherry Moon Zombie, and uh, who plays the mom? Uh, Karen Black. Karen Black. R.I.P. Karen Black. Yeah. I mean, they just put their whole fucking soul into these performances. Mama Firefly is fucking incredible. Oh, I love her. She does so good. And that's part of what makes you love these people and, you know, like the antagonists so much is these yeah. actors just make you love them. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Um, so, so we get a lot of, like, weird cutaway scenes throughout the movie. Um, Non-sequiturs to either the Firefly family just, like, talking, uh, torturing people, playing with skeletons. We get one little non-sequitur of this guy yelling about how Sasquatch raped his wife. Okay, Rob Zombie, I doubt you're listening to this. I'll doubt you. I doubt you'll ever hear this. What the fuck was that? What? What the fuck was that? I get it, but I don't. Or the guy that was like, this is hell. This is hell. I was you're like, hell. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree, but well. And I think if but I, I love was... the cutaway scenes. I love this movie to me is Above Devil's Rejects just because it is, I mean, I went to art school, which sounds really pretentious. I mean, I dropped out, but (laughs) I went, and um, to me, this feels like an art film. This, like, I want to sit down and watch it in, like, a weird trippy room while I'm on drugs. Yep. Like, I want to respect it as art, and I think that it's... It's weird. It reminds me of abject art, which is um, art that's, you know, gross and shocking for the sake of being gross and shocking. And that's one of my favorite forms of art. So for me, I was just like, this is it. And like I said, I saw this when I was 10. So this is kind of what shaped and molded me into the human that I am. Um, Yes, I'm going to therapy. (laughs) Yes, we all need therapy. Don't worry about that. I'm going. You know, kind of, I guess, explaining my own question and answering my own question earlier, I think Rob Zombie does know that even a consistent narrative is um, 
kind of comforting to a viewer. And so having these non sequiturs that don't make sense, that completely pull you out of the story for 10 to 30 seconds, and then you're pushed right back into it, into all this depravity, um, honestly makes it un more uncomfortable. And I think that's very intentional. I think, you know, part of me is like, God, what the fuck is that? What Can we just not? But then also it's like, yeah, that's kind of what he wants to do with it is for you to be like, what the fuck is that? And then come right back into these four teenagers just being tortured. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you were saying, there's not a moment in this movie where you are intended to feel comfortable. No. By any means. You don't get any safe points in this movie. A lot of dark comedy, but even that... It's, even the comedy is so dark that it's not it's comedic It's like uncomfortable, relief. yeah. None of it's comedic relief. It's just very dark. Um, we get the iconic fish boy, which um, is <laughs> Rain Wilson. Uh, they, like, you know, in the movie they sew the top half of him to, like, the bottom half of a fish to make him, like, a merman or whatever. And I love that prop so much. I think it still holds up. I think it looks incredible, and I want it in my house. I wanted it it's, tattooed. It's, I I'm wanted pretty sure a, fish, it's, a fish boy tattoo. I'm pretty sure. sure the actual prop is in Rob Zombie's house. I, I think he kept it, his fish boy prop. Fish boy! Yeah. Rob Zombie, if you are listening to this, please send us an autographed uh, picture of fish boy. We love him. We, we, love, we love you. Love you and him. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen his uh, Cribs tour of his house, <laughs> please go watch it. His house is so fucking cool. It's amazing. It's exactly it's so what you think it's going to be. <laughs> it's exactly what you expect. And he's, like, just so wholesome. Him and, him and Sherry Moon just being vegan and being cute and wearing those pants that make him look so good still. <laughs> he's still so hot. <sighs> Yeah, uh, so a lot of, uh, one of the big side stories of this movie is uh, the daughter calls her dad, one of, yeah, one of the girls calls her dad early on in the movie, uh, telling them that they're on their way there, and of course she doesn't show up, and so he is investigating with these cops to try to find his daughter, and I think it's, I mean, it's, it's a sweet little thing, you know, it's his dad, but at one point the cops go to investigate the Firefly family because they think they might be connected to some of the disappearances and they just let the dad come along. Why? Because he was like, let me come. And they were like, whatever. They said it looked good for us. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a. Uh... <laughs> it was Don and he was Denise's father. Yes. Um, I'm just saying that Deputy Nash Nash, whatever his name was, that was a goofy motherfucker. Yes. He looked like, what, his eyes were never open. Like, <laughs> he was just so goofy. Where is the other guy? His, his eyes mouth, were so wide. Oh, he's an amazing actor. Yes. Though. Tom Towles? Yes. Yes. He is incredible. Yes, he is. Yes. Um... But yeah, I just think that other guy is so fucking goofy. But anyways. And then there's, you know, one of the, honestly, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when, uh, you know, when the, the cops go to investigate and they, you know, get shot down. And there's that scene at the very end of that song and Bill Mosley's just got that gun to his head for so fucking long. That just is my absolute favorite and it just keeps going and then there's total silence for what 30 seconds 
and then just and then the you hear like the birds flying yep. away and then he just falls over and it's like an above like kind of drone shot yeah, and it's, it's like just pulling back and yeah the the that whole scene like you said it's like flashback music video style yes and it's just a masterpiece and the cuz fact- they're showing like and they hold that shot for so long and it just you're like waiting and waiting and you're like is he going to Come on, come on. Okay, are you going to do And you just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait until the point where it's almost ridiculous, and then he shoots. And I just, I really think that is so fucking cool. It was almost comical how long that pause was. Yes, almost. Um, darkly. Darkly, but it, it one of my favorite scenes. And yep. there's, like, when they go in the back and they discover the shed yeah. with one of the girls hanging up in there, and then... Other dead bodies of, like, I think it's the cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the dead bodies of the cheerleaders mm. and, um, you know, other people that this family had been kidnapping yep. and torturing. Yep. And it was a huge discovery scene, and it did not end well for any of the people because... There um, is a lot of nudity in this, by the way. A lot of nudity yes. of dead bodies, especially. So if that makes you uncomfortable... Um, but yeah, no, almost every single dead body is, uh, topless. Yeah. And Officer Wydell went inside. Yep. Um, and that's when Mama Firefly pulled out her gun and shot him. Right through the neck. That scene, that scene was just amazing. But we won't, we won't hang on to that too long, because you guys know it's amazing, we know it's amazing. (laughs) Yes. But that was such a huge moment. Yes. And then it leads up to, uh, when they're at, you know... That night, it's Halloween night, and they're doing their ritual. It's a ritual sacrifice, of course, because they're crazy people. Yes. And we get um, Mama Firefly and Baby in their beautiful white gowns. So ethereal. And before Otis gets into his high priest outfit, (laughs) he is wearing none other than the face of Don Willis. Face and chest. I'm the one who brings the Christmas candy. Who's your daddy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one with the devil's brandy. (laughs) Yep, I'm the one with the devil's brandy. Who's your daddy? He's amazing. Uh, Oh, this scene is crazy because she's so disoriented. She's traumatized. She's hanging up from the ceiling in shackles in a fucking bunny costume. Yep, she's in a bunny costume. She's filthy. She's gagged. Her dad's face is trying to make out with her. Oh my I tell God. her she needs therapy, but I, she doesn't last very long after this, so... Ugh, that scene was crazy. Yes, and then... But, ugh. And then he gets into his high priest uniform, and oh, I just love it. His long red outfit with his amazing makeup and his upside-down cross. That's exactly what I have tattooed on my leg. Yes, and it is a great tattoo. Very Thank well you. done. Thank <laughs> uh, Pete Carino. Woohoo! Shout out! But... I love the scene where they are all walking out into this field to, like, the graveyard area. And it's foggy, and that music is, like, you know? And it's just so fucking, like, weird and industrial. It is fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it just, I mean, and some people may have a problem with, their killers looking that cool, but man, they look cool. They look really cool. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, we've already stated we love them, whatever. Yeah, it's a movie, guys. Yeah, bear with us. Of course. <laughs> I I mean, I, yeah, it just, it's very, very cool. There's a lot more torture in this scene, of course. They uh, descend, they put them in this, like, coffin and put them underground. And are both girls still alive at this point or just Denise? Um, oh, yeah, because so Denise is still alive, but one of the girls in her bunny costume gets away, and this is, of yes. course, run, rabbit, run, rabbit. Yeah, that was Mary, right? Yeah, she does yes. get away, and then, uh, of course, Baby catches up to her and stabs her and does her little laugh. The baby oh my laugh gosh. is iconic. It is, and the the blood. Oh, yeah. Shoo, shoo, said the rabbit. <laughs> It's so good. Yes. Uh, and so Denise and not Dwight are the only ones uh, left alive. But, of course, he dies quickly after this. Yeah, I mean, he was barely alive. Like, yeah. he, he didn't. Because he got scalped by baby. And he was being a big baby about it. <laughs> What's new, poopy head? Uh, <laughs> um, I love her. There's one part where Denise is running underground. She, like, kind of escapes. She sees Dr. Satan. She's running around, and she's seeing all this stuff. And there's a part of me that wonders if any of that's even real, or if she's just hallucinating everything at this point. I've never thought about that. I I just wonder, like, are you just crazy? Like, if you just, lo- like, I, I think she's just kind of lost it at this point. But is Dr. Also, Satan the myth, and this yeah. family is the actual real terror? Exactly. So and then Dr. Satan is just Dr. the Satan. rumor that covers up for what they do. And she's just lost her mind at this point, so of course that's, she's running around and just seeing shit. I mean. But I could also see it the other way, too. Whoa. Right? That makes an incredible like, amount of sense. I mean, there's stuff, there's if like people into sitting, devil's rejects and then. Because then there's people, like, down there, like, eating weird stuff and just, like, watching TV or something. And, and then that fucking creature that spits up the Yeah, gill. and, like, uh, you know, tries, tries to, to kill her in this, like, catacombs. He could not see in that costume, and that was a real axe, by oh the way. My that was God. a very, very dangerous stunt. That was, like, us with the knife the other day. Yes, we did do some photos with a knife. We were not as careful as we should have been. No one got cut. Well, we were wearing fake blood, so I don't know. Well, no one got cut and didn't like it. Yeah. It was all <laughs> consensual cutting. Right. That sounds so emo. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be sexy, not emo. So that is um, kind of my theory on that part. I never why thought it's of that. So weird. That's yeah, amazing. Because Devil's Rejects is much more a grounded film. The editing is not as crazy. The fireflies are much more humanistic. Um... Of course, they're still crazy, you know, murderous family, but there's not a lot of those, um, you know, little side things, or it's just a much more grounded, realistic film, whereas this one, like Jess said, is much more art school and art film, and I mean, I love them both, and they're equal rights. Yeah. I have no problem with either of them, but uh, that, you know, it does kind of make sense if that's not really there, because, you know, Dr. Satan is not in devil's rejects and it's just the firefly family that is a great theory i love that i've never even thought of that that's amazing thank you yeah i can be smart sometimes (laughs) well unfortunately like casey said nobody's really getting away so the only person that is left is mary 
and she is fighting for her life. She's Denise. running. Oh, is it Denise? Yeah, I think Mary got stabbed to death by baby. One of them. One of them's still alive. Shit. I don't remember. One of them is still alive. They're interchangeable. They're, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, they're just bitchy. But, yeah, so she survives the night and finally, finally gets out above ground. Flags down a car. Who's she flagged down, Jess? Oh, none other than Captain Spaulding. Yep. And um, as much as you might think, oh, that might be salvation. No. No. Because no. guess who's in the backseat, Jess? Oh, um, was it maybe Otis Driftwood? Yes, it was, Jess. <gasps> um, that's not good because then she wakes back up <laughs> being tortured again. And she, uh, yeah, I'm sure in the split seconds before her death, she realizes, fuck. I got the wrong car. Yeah, and he was a part of it this whole time. <laughs> yep, and then of course in Devil's Rejects we have it uh, verified that yes. he is baby and Otis's father. Uh, and that's not, I mean, it's not known in the House of a Thousand, Re- or House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he's, you know, a part of their thing, obviously. But uh, it is verified he is their dad. And then he's not really in Three from Hell a whole lot because, unfortunately, Sid, Sid Haig was very sick at the very beginning of the production and, unfortunately, passed away two weeks after the movie was released. Um, rest in peace, you beautiful, beautiful soul. We miss you deeply. And cinema, horror cinema, it's not the same without you. No, he is one of the most amazing and iconic characters of all time. And I think... It just makes so much sense and is so great that that was the last role he got to play was Captain Spaulding. Because I know how proud he is of Captain Spaulding. Yeah. That he made that character what it was. And when I got to meet him, that was such a special moment. And you could tell that his health wasn't perfect, but he was still smiling and so genuinely happy to meet every single one of his fans. And that's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah, he definitely, he loved his fans a lot. And, you know, we definitely miss him. We do. Yeah. I am sad that the Firefly trilogy is over, but also I was kind of surprised that they even came out with the third one. Yeah. The ending to Devil's Rejects was just so perfect. And I know we're, of course, uh, covering House of Thousand Corpses in this one, but we can still talk about Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Um. God, what a great movie. And I the ending, Freebird. I mean... The entirety. In its entirety. The way it should be heard. Just not in an open mic night. Yes. Okay? No. <laughs> no. Please don't do that. But, uh, yeah, it just... That would have been the perfect ending for the Fireflies. And I guess... And I get it, you know, wanting to round out the trilogy, and also money, and also fans wanting to see the Fireflies again. See, I wanted a prequel. A prequel would have been awesome. I wanted to know exactly how this family got together. Yeah. And I want to just, I want to, I want to see that raw background like Rob Zombie gave us in his rendition of Halloween. Yes. That was So we got to see why Michael Myers, I mean, he was always kind of psychotic, but he also had a lot of shit in life that he went through. And I mean, a lot of people who... You know, it, I kind of forget sometimes until I rewatch that 1978 one that we literally know nothing about Michael. He is the 
the what do they call him? The mask. The, the shape. The shape. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, he's just the shape. That's all we have of Michael in the original. In any of the original, John Deborah Carpenter, Hill. Deborah Hill. <laughs> In the Deborah Hill John Carpenter um, timelines, we don't have any background of his. No. And Rob Zombie said, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to give you a full, what is it, half hour before we get to, you know. Any even, major. Even his first kill. Cause yeah. His fir- you know, his first kill in the original is his sister. In the Rob Zombie one, it's that bully. Yeah, but that it, was played by the... But until Spy Kids. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was... It was a brutal kill, too. Brutal fucking scene. Of course it is. It's a Rob Zombie film. Right. But, yeah, it just... It takes us probably 30, 40 minutes in Rob Zombie's film to get to the first five minutes of the 1978 one, because Rob Zombie wanted to give us what no one else had given us before, and a lot of people don't like that, and I did, because it's not... He, he didn't just try to remake the 1978 film. He did what he, he wanted to do with it. He recreated it. Yes. He, and he did the Rob Zombie version of it. And I, I like, I mean, of course, the original will go down in history with me as another movie that's very important and nostalgic for me that we'll have to talk about sometime. But oh. I love the Rob Zombie version as well. The yes. second one... I'm I'm in the air about it, but I do love the first one. Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, reminds me a lot of House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> it does. It's really weird. Cutaway artsy scenes. Yes. Um, um, and part of that was because Rob Zombie didn't initially want to uh, make a sequel to his Halloween, but decided to do it on the basis that he got to do it his way, and his way was the House of a Thousand Corpses way. He wanted to make something different and weird because halloween 2 is not a remake of any other halloween movie it is no. rob zombie's halloween 2 100 <laughs> it is completely different and i i did like it i i, I did love like that they it. brought daniel yeah. harris back but yeah it's not as good as the first one if it anybody, was so cool that they brought daniel harris back yes i love I her i love her she's gonna be at one of the conventions that i'm hoping to go to and i haven't gotten to meet her yet so <gasps> i would very much love to i have she's so sweet she is so sweet and still so beautiful i love oh. her um, yes. If any of our listeners are wondering what my favorite Halloween movie is, it's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. <laughs> I will go down. I will fight somebody because that is my absolute favorite. God, I love that perfect film. If it did not have the Halloween title on it and it was just Season of the Witch. It would be a classic. So many more people would appreciate it for what it is. But That's a lot of people classic. just throw it to the side because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Okay, a lot of good movies don't have Michael Myers in it. That's not a... That's nothing. Shut up. It's a great fucking movie. Eight more days till Halloween. 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 Eight more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Tom Atkins butt. Yeah. For <sighs> sure. And Robots and Stonehenge. And God, I love that fucking film. And Tom Atkins. And his butt. And his butt. And his mustache. Uh. I'd, take, I'd take a mustache ride for sure. <laughs> we love Tom Atkins in this house. We stand. I'm trying to be respectful about it, but yeah, for sure. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Mustache rides. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we love these little uh, non sequiturs and our little rants that we get off on. Uh, we hope you love them, too. We hope so. Because it's hard to stop them. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, we have just praised Rob Zombie so much, and it just he really does deserve all of the praise. I cannot wait to see 
the monsters because I think that's what he's doing not next. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about it so far or whatever. I get that, but I'm going to give him a chance because I have yet to be seriously disappointed by anything he's done. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, there are movies of his that maybe weren't my favorite, but I yeah. still respect them for yeah. the um I will say um, the art that they are. There are other actresses out there, not just your super hot wife. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe do some casting next time. That's not just your wife. <sighs> we love her. We do. Yeah. <laughs> but it just <laughs> she's in everything. <laughs> I'm very proud of you both. I'm very happy for you. Me too. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I am I am excited to see that, and I am just excited to see what he does in the future. And he's, I mean, he's great. He's an icon. We love him. Yeah, I mean, I've had so much fun talking about this movie. Um, again, like I said, this has been so incredibly special for me, and I'm glad that we've gotten the opportunity to do this. Um yeah, this movie just means yeah. so much to so many people, and especially mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it's just, it's a very special movie to, you know, to share with somebody. And yeah, we, you know, a lot of people listening or some people listening might be like, how the fuck are they so nostalgic and, you know, like simping over this fucking torture of a movie. But it's just, it's very well made and the cast is just so lovely and it means a lot to both of us. It was something that not a lot of people had seen before and not a lot of people have seen since. And I think it it will go down in fucking history, man. Horror history for sure. And I also, to add on to that, Casey, think that if you're wondering why we're simping over a horror movie, whether it's brutal or not, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. You're right. So this is a judgment-free zone. I don't give a shit if you love... Hocus Pocus, Twilight, I do. Cannibal Holocaust, the worst horror movie. I, I'm just saying, horror we're all horror. we're all different. We all have different opinions and subgenres of horror that we love, and we love and appreciate all of you guys. And oh, we yeah. hope that you know our listeners are on that same wavelength of respecting everyone and. Even the bad movies. Even the bad know, movies. Cool, we want to talk about movies. them. Yeah. And have will, fun doing it. I'll always find things that I love. I mean, our yeah. second episode, Shudder. That is that not, was a, not good a good movie. movie. <laughs> but I will find things that I love about any movie. I mean, I every piece of art deserves to be, you know, seen, witnessed. And talked about. Talked about. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, even these movies that you think are, you know, just pure depravity or really bad or this was stupid and blah 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 you you know so much work was put into these films that you have to respect them i mean i'll even say so i've been to the movies a lot this year i really love going to the movies i love seeing new movies normally horror of course um and i'll say right now i saw bodies 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 uh, a few weeks ago and i did not enjoy it i um (laughs) i didn't think it was funny i didn't think it was scary i didn't think it was interesting but there are things that I did like about that movie. I thought the direction was great. I thought the lighting was incredible. I thought it had some cool jump scares. Lee Pace is everything. He is so beautiful. But there were a lot of things I didn't like about it. But I will always have something good to say about a movie. Because a lot of people put work into these things. I, I haven't made a movie. You know what I mean? Never. I, I, 
this is the biggest thing I've ever done. Me showing up today was the biggest thing I've ever done. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, everybody has their own opinions on movies, but I think it's just important to remember, like, a lot of people put their heart and soul into these things, and whether you hate Rob Zombie movies or you love them, he is, he's an artist, and he puts his entire heart and soul into his work. 100%. I agree with that. I I agree with everything you just said. Yes. Yeah. What a fun time. Yes. I, I think that kind of wraps it up on that. Um, we may do another Rob Zombie film in the future. We may do Halloween Rob Zombies. I'm not sure. Um, we do have a little tentative schedule coming up. Yeah. I know next week we are going to be reviewing Orphan First Kill. I have not seen it yet. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. I've heard very good things. I can't wait to watch it. It's on Paramount Plus, so if any of you guys have not seen it yet... Go on Paramount Plus, you know, get your free trial if you need to, whatever. Go watch it and support it because this has been a movie that so many fans have been waiting on since the first one came out. We have been waiting for Isabel Furman to play Esther again. So excited. So please go support this movie. Uh, Go watch it so that next week uh, we can review it and you guys won't have to wait to listen to it because we're going to ruin the movie like we do every week. Absolutely. Um, And then, uh, yeah, just as a tentative schedule. So we're going to be doing that next week. The week after that, um, we're going to be doing a foreign film that I have not seen that came out last year that I've heard great things about. It's called Teton. It looks so weird. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I've heard good things and weird things. And I love good, weird movies came out last year. Uh, I think after that, we're probably going to be doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm -hmm. One of... The greatest B-movies of all time. One of the greatest clown movies of all time. I, yeah, we'll have a lot to say about that. Yes. And then after that will be our 10th episode, and we are going to be doing funny games with our friend Katie, who uh, we did some promo photos with her last night. So be on the lookout for some really awesome photos of me and Jess. We got spooky. We got bloody. We made our own little horror characters. Um, I'm a hot camp counselor, and she is sexy goth cheerleader. Yeah, just a big, dumb bitch. Yes, we just, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Big, so dumb, we- bloody bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have uh, Katie on the podcast here in a while. She showed us funny games uh, separately. She, you know, sat us both down and said, hey, you should watch this movie. And if anybody listening has seen this movie, you know it's a fucked up film to sit down and be like hey you should watch this movie with me yeah so like to multiple people (laughs) yes she (laughs) loves to do that so we're looking forward to that in the future uh but yeah we've we've got some new movies on the schedule we've got some older ones um and we are always still looking for suggestions so always reach out to us at deeperscreeperspod at gmail.com um with your suggestions because we always want to hear feedback and stuff and you know, any comments and anybody who sends us emails with anything, if you have any questions you want to ask us, um, we'll always shout you out on the next episode. And, you know, we can answer questions, whether it's about movies or personal stuff or schedules or, you know, whatever. Just reach out to us. We like to hear from people. Absolutely. I love talking to people and talking about myself. So, Oh, I go. do too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're probably going to start an Instagram soon, I assume, since we have a lot of pictures to post. I was thinking that. I yeah. think that'd be a great idea. Um, and I don't know if anyone is going to be at Horror Hound in a couple weeks in Cincinnati, but we yes. are going to be there. Yes. If you are going to be there, please let us know. We'd love to see you guys. Any fans we have, anybody that's out there, um, we'll be there and having a blast. So yes. please stop 
uh, us and talk to us and say hi uh, because we love all of you and continue to tell all your friends about us. That would make us so fucking stoked if you stopped us and were like, I listen to your podcast. I would like probably cry. Oh, I would definitely cry. That, yeah. yeah, I would weep. Um, but <laughs> we'll pack way, tissues. Yes, but either way, we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, we've, of course, been having a lot of fun with this. Um, either way, go follow us on Twitter, at Deepers Creepers. We need more followers. Go tell your friends to follow us. Retweet that shit. Retweet that shit. Always retweet us. Yes. Anyways, guys, we're super excited that you're here listening, and thank you for listening this long. Again, we are so grateful for all of you guys. And, yeah, this is us signing out for this week. Yeah, we've just... Loved all the sport, and uh, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it this for this week. Thanks for choosing this as your episode, Jess. I've of had course. so much fun with this movie. This movie always has this movie. always given me wonderful memories, and I know that it will continue to do so, yeah. and I just love that I can, you know, my dad and I can live on together having moments with this movie, and that's something that will always stick with me so yeah i'm so glad that we got to talk about it yes and thanks for listening thanks for tuning in again this week and uh be sure to look out next week for orphan first kill stay spooky bitches stay spooky bye Did you get those eyes?